Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. Chemist Warehouse is now opened in Birkenhead. Find us at Highbury Shopping Centre near Countdown. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Wednesday the 25th of May, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ. You're just tuning in to us throughout the day, welcome, love ya, great to have you with us throughout the morning show, big one for you today, we're going to be talking some tennis, we're going to be talking some cricket, some rugby and some feel good stories throughout the morning. French tennis open at Roland Garros is well and truly underway, so we'll cross over the ditch to our very own host on SEN's The First Serve, Brett Phillips. He'll join us just after 7 o'clock. And a new sporting complex opens in Christchurch. No, it's not the new indoor stadium, which better hurry up. But it's a new cricket facility at Hagley Oval named the Sir Richard Hadley Sports Centre. Paddles, as they call them, but we're not, we're not calling that. We better call him Sir Richard. He'll join the show around 7 40-ish this morning to have a chat about that exciting news down there at uh, Hagley Oval. The new sporting complex will allow young cricketers the opportunity when it rains. Well, it doesn't matter. Get inside and, and some bowl some balls and get some training. So looking forward to chatting to Sir Richard. And after eight, we'll chat some union with Stephen Bates as the Blues under 20 side. Uh, he coaches them. They're playing in Tokeport at the moment. They've had one game. They played the Hurricanes. They lost the first outing. Today they take on the Highlanders and Stephen Bates is the coach of the Auckland under-20s outfit and we'll have a chat to him about um, the Blues as well. I've got a few 
injuries at the moment at the top. Ken will be. Oh, I wonder how Ken's feeling. Ken, how are you feeling with those injuries, bud? Let us know. Double eight, double three. You think they've got the depth to carry on? Highlanders, though. Sam Gilbert, he's out for five weeks, so he's going to miss the playoffs if they are able to push on through. Anyway, we'll chat to Stephen Bates about that, and no doubt the NRL scouts will be circling in Topol, watching our talent in the game of union. There we go. And then after that, later on the show, what is it about Southlanders playing sport, in particular rugby, till the well past their 40s? Jason Rutledge, the cabbage, still playing for Woodlands. 250 games, and now Jason McIntosh, who has amassed over 300 games for his club, Collegiate, down in Invercargill. And we'll have a chat to Jason McIntosh after 8.40 this morning, celebrating the community game, the community uh, sport. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Call us anytime, 0800 150 811 on the Kennard Tire phone line, or give us a text on the Temper Bedpost text machine, double eight, double three. I'm back. Great to be back with the show, the team. Going to cross over to Auckland, say morena to Uncle Louis, Joe, Kears and Aroha. Morena, team. Oh, morena, morena, Izzy. Good to have you back, brother. Um, yeah, no, good show yesterday, Iz. Got talking to some uh, some some good stuff in and around what went on over the weekend. Uh, lots of support for the Blues, Izzy. Lots of support for the Blues. <laughs> lots of support for the Blues? And I mean, I think I think with the with the the rest of the players this weekend too. I still think they'll go out there and do a job against the Highlanders. I, I really do. I think the guys that are fresh and that are fresh and young and enthusiastic, they got quite a good uh, environment there. Will go out there and do the job. That's my that's my honest belief. Louis, Louis, mm. Louis, looking at look, Louis looking You're at not me. Playing mate, the Highlanders patch. first of all, Kimpy, 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 Kimpy. Mark Talay is not resting, mate. Well, he might be. He should be. Hope he's doing okay. No, this is no. awful news. He's. I thought he was the pick of the outside backs as well. I, Mark Talay, I said this to you at the start of the season. He is weirdly hard to tackle, and he's deceptively mm. fast, and he just doesn't make mistakes. Um, then Caleb Clark's injured as well. I, I would... Uh, Objectively, I would be worried if I was the Blues. There are just enough things starting to kind of spanners coming into it, which at this time of year, Izzy, when you're running towards the finals, you don't want disruption like this, do you? Nah, no, you don't. You don't, because I'll, I'll, I'll have to say, yeah, Mark Talia, he's been very impressive. Not only this year, last couple of years, man. You're right, he's so silky, so hard to tackle. I was having a chat with Rita on the weekend about, um, you know, if he's ever, what does he think, or, you know, Mark Talia, would he, you know, would he look at, out of place in the All Blacks jersey, 100% wouldn't. Um, but they've just got so much depth in their outside back department, you know, so he'll probably be just a victim of just too many good players that are going around at the moment. So where do the Blues, where do the Blues go um, at the moment if they, they've obviously lost Caleb Clark, Mark Talia? I'm predicting uh, if Rico's back, is Rico back? So uh, Rico not this weekend for the quarters. They'll, they'll probably give him another game. Yeah, so they'll give him another game off. Um, they got Taniala t- uh, too. He'll go into the midfield. Uh, Peter Fetu probably go 12. Um, AJ Lamb will go on the wing. I'm predicting Bryce Heem will either go the wing or um, the young guy, Murray, from up in Northland. He'll go the midfield and push Bryce Heem to the, to the wing. So they've got some options. Don't worry. They've, they've got options that they'll be able to fulfill the, fulfill the role. But 
are they the same classes as the Talias and the Caleb Clarks? No, it's going to be um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. Worth to worth to say, worth to worth to see what's what's go and and keep you up to date with the Blues. But it's not ideal for them going into playoffs with a couple of star players, key players for them that it will do the job. Um, but yeah, looking forward to that game. They're taking on the Waratahs, aren't they? Waratahs, that's right. Sorry. Yeah, they're taking on the Waratahs this weekend, so they can afford to have uh, a wee uh, a wee rest up and and get that job done. No, they can't really. They're only how many points ahead are they, Louis? Uh, no, they can, right. they're all right. They can cruise through, um, but yeah. it's just just like I guess momentum. And do you want to be dropping a game at this mm. stage? And do you? I don't know. It's it's a little bit messy. It's oh, yeah. no, they're guaranteed. Yeah, they're guaranteed home form, home playoffs. Yeah. Mm, interesting, interesting. But um, no, nah, Uncle, I was having a listen to the show when I landed in Auckland and before I took off, um, and it was it was a good show. And you're obviously talking about uh, the All Blacks captaincy, and I come on here just before I was going onto the plane, and we never we never really got to cover what we were up to. But um, we, I heard I read your comments about Aaron Smith, the resilience. And and you feel like that will be the best fix, the best feel for the All Blacks if they are to head to the Irish series without Sam Kane. Is that your is that your pick? Yeah, look, I, I what I was making an argument for was in the old days with the mm. Fitzpatricks, the Shelfords, um, you know, the the Tano Mungers, the players that played eighty minutes of football under a different, I guess, a different game back then. Uh, is a little bit different yeah. today where players are going in and out of the side and being changed around. They don't play 80 minutes, you know what I mean? The coaches are, are rotating. They're, they're, they're putting players on the bench that can come on and finish a job off for them, like game finishes type thing. I think my resilience was more around a number of factors. One, the first name on the sheet is Aaron Smith, you know, along with Geordie Barrett, yeah. I guess. Um, the second thing was that, like, consistently and and so resilient and being there and doing the job over so many years, so knowing the environment and getting it done. Um, but the third thing, I, and I don't know whether you heard about this um, take on it, Izzy, is I think he possibly would name more than one captain. I don't know if the All, the All Blacks would ever do that, um, given the history of the team. Mm. And, of course, a lot of our listeners would be um, pretty old school too that would just think, look, if you're going to name a captain, name him and stick with him. But... Just talk about Sam Kane, for instance. Like, like the 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 back row, they get rotated quite quite often. And it's not to say that Sam Kane won't finish the game. So, who is the captain? You know what I mean. The same with Brody Retallick or or Whitelock, um, and even Aaron Smith. So, is it time to start naming a couple of captains that one one's on, you know? Or one comes on and finishes the game, it becomes. I don't know. I don't know how it works. But what I was saying back in the old days, you know, Fitzy's there for eighty minutes, for instance. Um, these days, you don't know who the the coaches are going to interchange. But generally, mm. um, it's across the board, isn't it? It's across the board. They'll make yeah, change. It might got... be a back three. It might be a your front three. It might be a lock. So who knows? Yeah, well, you, you, you go. You got the VC, so you got vice captain that they'll name within the squad, and if the captain goes off, he'll take over the armband. Um, traditionally, so that's pretty much a dual captain kind of setup that they've got at the moment. But I know the Landers did it. They did it with Nasi Manu in the forwards and Ben Smith in the backs, and that obviously had that real connection from forwards to backs and um, the, the ability to be able to communicate to both. Um, but yeah, look, it's an interesting thing that they're going to come. You know, make come up with uh, over the next couple of weeks because it's not too far away from that Irish series who are going to bring a, a big squad down. And, and this is 
pretty much make or break for the All Blacks. Look, for me, I had to think about it yesterday. For me, I'd probably go with Bowden Barrett, if I'm going to be completely honest. I'd probably go with him just because he's got a ton of experience. Um, he's He knows he's got so much respect and mana in that team. You need someone that's going to be able to, you know, when the questions need to be asked. And he's obviously a driver within that team, so he's got he's got a big voice anyway. He's the, only, he's the person that's going to be doing most of the talking. Um, making all the decision making out there and, and having a real connection, like you said, with that uh, back line to the forward pack. So, yeah, I, I, if if I'm going to pick the captain, mine mine will be Bowden Barrett mm. going into the um into the June series for that Irish. Just because, yeah, he's he's played over a hundred tests. He's got the money and respect, and he knows what it takes to play uh, play at that top level. Yeah, and I wouldn't be worried about him not having necessarily the captain's experience. Because um, if he because he's if he goes off, Lily, if he, I mean, if, if Richie Maunga comes on, I'm expecting him to jump into that back line, and Geordie could potentially cover that that twelve role or go to the wing. So you know, you, you're gonna get. Bodie for, for 80 minutes if they need to bring Richie Moonga on for their impact in the last 20. So that's why I'm predicting he'll be there for the full 80. Uh, and I think it'd be a popular choice as he was both with New Zealand Rugby Public mm. but also the players obviously extremely well liked. Hey, I really should point out and this is Freudian slip bad Bad, bad, bad. I thought we were talking Mark Talaya. It's very well pointed out that it's actually Tanalea Talaya. So that's uh, mm. it's a big good that so. Well picked up on the text line, not Mark Talaya, which is a huge bonus for the Blues because that would have been uh, a real concern. Still gutting for, um, uh, still really is gutting for Tanalea, mm. but not Mark Talaya. So that's a bit of a reprieve for the Blues. Still not ideal to have ACL injuries at this time of the year, but uh, well picked up on the text line. So, so I should correct that. Not being biased, that was just an honest mistake. So apologies there. But yeah, Bodie would. There you go. <laughs> that's AJ Lamb to the left wing. AJ Lamb's left wing, Mark Talia on the right. Bryce Heem will play in the midfield with Roger. Yeah, so Bryce Heem. They're fine. They're right. fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come, yeah. So you've started at the start line. You've gone that, all the way back around. You've ended up where I am, <laughs> eventually where I am anyway. Yep, no, 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 look, look, get look, it. It's not as bad as I thought with losing two quality <laughs> wingers. Like you've still got AJ Lamb, who's, who's actually not too bad. He's used he to fill the role when he's needed to this year. So yeah. they're not too bad. Bryce Heen, man, he's a big unit. He's a big unit in that midfield. Man, he's been playing some some nice rugby as well. But um, still, Caleb Clark and Rico, they're big losses. They are. They are. And just listening to your, your captain talk, I, I'm starting to, to wonder now, maybe they've got too many choices. Because you've got Artie Sevier, White Lock, um, um, Retallick, and no mm. one's mentioned Geordie Barrett. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe Geordie Barrett's the answer. Like it'd be really interesting to see. And you and and you know this, Izzy. When you get in there, you've got your leadership group anyway. They all know what parts of the game to run. Especially Aaron Smith, even though mm-hmm. he doesn't have the C on his arm, um, is is a leader in his own right. You know, um, Bodie does that as well, and and the Retallics mm-hmm. and the White Locks as well. Um, so, mate, they've got. I guess as far as that captain goes, it's just sort of. For me, who the it's really more around who the visual captain is for the public, mm. as opposed to what that captain scenario looks like within the within the team environment. What was the general feel on on the text machine? What was there the, isn't one. What, what were our pundits saying? There wasn't no, one. See, so it's it's crazy. Like at the moment, like you, I was, you just can't 
But no one's really nailed down that role, eh? Like, you, you think back to, to seven years ago, you'd pick the whole team. You'd pick the 1 to 15, the 23. At the moment, we just don't know. And I don't know whether that's uh, coming down to competition. Yes, we've got so much competition in here. But it, it might come down to the simple fact though, that people that have been given opportunities in the jersey haven't nailed their roles, haven't nailed it down, haven't played world-class, haven't made the decision easy enough so that they are automatic like, kind of part of that team. I remember when I was playing, there's one change, maybe once a week. All the other positions, you had Tony Woodcock, Kevin Malami, they're always going to be there. Owen Franks, and then you had Sam Whitlock in the background, you had Brody Rattella, you had Jerome Connor, you had Richie McCaw, you had Kieran Reid. So it was like, you know, it picked itself. Because those those players had nailed down their position, they played extremely well, so it was difficult to leave them out. I feel like, yeah, at the moment, every jersey's up for grabs, and it's crazy. I can't believe it. Yeah, now you're being honest, Ian. You've heard me talk about it before. I think with what we've realised over the last eighteen months, as the All Blacks have gone through a flat spot, is we actually just had a generational era. And unfortunately, for always in every sport, the era that comes after mm. the generational era. They can never, ever, ever live up to it. And it can be unrest for the yeah. fans and for the sport alike. So that was the All Blacks conversation. There really wasn't. And as Kempi says, there are so many options. Or maybe it's because there isn't actually one genuine option. 19 minutes past six. Can't wait question of the day. <sighs> All right. Yesterday it was it was long and it was arduous about this captaincy chat. I want to slightly go a, a little bit different um, this year. Uh, t- sorry, today. I want to do something a little bit different and I want to go swearing in a swear jar. Now, <laughs> you might, if you've got kids in the car, don't worry, I'm not going to start swearing, so don't worry. What we were going at with this is Jared Waria Hargreave has been slapped with an $1,800 fine in the NRL for dropping an F-bomb while speaking to a referee. Now, it's very important to differentiate. He didn't swear at the referee. What he said after he was put on report for clipping Fisher-Harris high and it wasn't terrible. I don't think it deserved to go. Kempi, did it deserve to go on report? Oh, look, the, 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 I, I think the goalpost that he hit on the way through should have been put on report because it was a decent hit. Okay, there you go. <laughs> so it's not necessarily his fault. He said to Jared Sutton, do you reckon every opportunity you get to put me on report you do? Don't you reckon? I'm just saying. Every time, bro. Every time. Every effing time. 1800 bucks, bang. Fine. That's not an insignificant amount of money, even for a guy on a, on a big contract. So my can't wait question of the day today is, do you care if athletes swear? Does it bother you? And that's what I want to know. 0800 As simple as that, do you care? Do you worry it sets a bad example? Do you worry that it's going to leak down the mic? Do you think that athletes, just like all of us in our own workplaces, should not drop F-bombs from time to time with frustration? Do we need to put them on a pedestal? Do you care if athletes drop an F-bomb or swear? And the important differentiation here is it's not swearing at Jared Sutton, I don't believe, if you read the context there. Every bleeping time, it's not fair. Well, should they swear? 
811 My can't wait question of the day. I knew Kempi would have an opinion on this. Izzy, I know you've you've played. You know what it's like <laughs> in the heat of the battle. So we'll get your answer after this as well. Do you care if athletes drop f bombs in the heat of the battle? Double eight, double three. Got a fifty dollar TAB bonus bet. Give me a call. 0800-150-811. It's twenty two minutes past six. Here with Kim Warehouse. Great savings every day. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um. Occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.